Have you ever won the Premier League? Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good morning. It is morning. It is early. I'm on the water still, but I do have a, a Heineken on the side. Uh, you are watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. My name is Fergus. I am your host. I'm joined today by old man Trev, who's trimmed his beard up, uh, Big Steve, and our new uh, panellist, uh, Tom Nell. Um, hope you enjoy the show. We're going to look at the Wolves game and look ahead to the Villa game tonight. Um, before we start, though, what I would like to ask is anybody who's watching us on any of the platforms, go to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button. It does uh, enable us to get to a thousand subscribers. It's not for cash or money or anything like that. We're just trying to uh, open up some other facilities within the platform that will allow us to go live when the world returns to normal. Boys, um, welcome. Tom, since you're the newest newest person here, I thought I'd welcome you. Uh, Hopefully you're very, very, very nervous. And I'm in a really (laughs) playful mood today. So if you are nervous, I'm really going to make it hard for you. That sounds good to me, mate. I'm all up for that. <laughs> Introduce yourself a little bit then. So tell, tell people where whereabouts in the country are and how often you get up to games and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So it's, my name's Tom, as you said. Um, I read membership on the season ticket waiting list. I've been there for about 10, 15 years now. Still not moving anywhere, any further forward, unfortunately, but we will get there. Um, I tend to go to a lot of the games with, um, I bring my little boy or I go with the lads. Um, but yeah, I try to get to as many games as possible. So yeah, big Guna and I'm from Cambridge. So yeah, that's me. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Steve, are you awake yet? <laughs> yes, I'm awake now. I you are awake, awake now. now. Yeah. When Steve yeah. jumped into the uh, into this uh, stream, stream <laughs> yard, uh podcast, he was still rubbing the sleep out of his eyes about four minutes ago. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I was I was up till six o'clock. So I've had about four and a half hours sleep, if that. You know what? It doesn't look. You don't look. You look beautiful still. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> don't need a lot of beautiful sleep to keep up the standards. That's all. <laughs> True. Oh, he's 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 on his mobile phone. He shouldn't have a delay. Uh, he's even trimmed his beard. It must be a big game. I I haven't trimmed my beard. No, I haven't trimmed my beard at all. I am on my mobile phone. It's quite difficult to look at, but hopefully I haven't gotten a delay. Um, yeah, my name's Trev, by the way. I'm a massive Arsenal fan. I go to the odd game. Um, love the <laughs> Arsenal. Still, still seething about about the other night against Wolves. I'm, I'm I'm rocking with rage. I'm rocking with rage. I'm ready to bust. It's coming out of my ears. I'm not happy. Not happy with VAR. Not happy with referees. Not happy with players. Not happy with anything at all, including you, Fergus. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) You're never happy with me. I'll tell you what, one thing I want to say is, uh, oh, there we go. Look, somebody has got it in the chat, a belated happy birthday (laughs) to me. It was a significant one, a double winning year, 1971, and this man was created. There we go. I'll tell you what, he doesn't look bad for 71 years old, does he? (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're so original. You're so original. Right, listen, oh, no. guys, we're going to look at 
we're going to look at the Wolves game first and foremost. I know you already said it, Trev, you're seething at it. Um, a game that I thought that we really, really, in the, for the first half, up until that penalty was given away, we were really on top. And I thought, here we go. Saka could have scored in the first three or four minutes. Uh, Saka did score and it was disallowed. And then I think it was a, was a Pepe uh, got a goal um, just before halftime and then they got a penalty. Um, so Arsenal had two players sent off as they threw away a lead and lost to Wolves. Wolves' first time in nine uh, that they won a Premier League game. The Gunners had uh, early hit the, hit the woodwork, had a goal disallowed and went ahead by Nicolas Pepe, who uh, held off two Wolves challenges uh, to uh, curl in a fine finish into the net. And Is that me or is he frozen? <laughs> no, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, anyway, they're boring, them statistics. Absolutely boring, aren't they? So we'll just talk about him until he comes back. Like He is 71 years old, by the way. Don't take any of that rubbish he spouts. But I thought, I, I thought that the better side lost the other night against Wolves. So what did yeah. you reckon, mate? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I completely agree. I think um, we played probably some of our best football in the first half. I was so impressed by the way we started. It was from minute one, we just went for it completely, which you don't often see for Arsenal. <laughs> so it's quite a relief. And the fact that we should have been three or four nil up, you know, it was gutting, especially with the whole situation that happened with the week. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those where we should have buried our chances. But as a positive, if we can start like that today, I'll be happy. Hmm. Trev, what, what did you make of that? Um, sorry, my internet is playing up again for some stupid reason. What did you make of that actual uh, David Luiz um, uh, uh, sending off? It, it, for me, and I, I still go back to Lehman in the Champions League final, getting a red card, getting a red card, get a penalty, and then getting a, a match ban. Uh, it's a triple jeopardy. I, I, I just think there's something wrong in it. Yeah, it is. Did your internet fail, by the way, Fergus? We didn't notice even. Didn't notice at all. But anyway, you're back now. So, mate, it is a triple jeopardy. But it's, it's, you see, you've brought me into this early now. So you've started me around early, mate. But it's not just about the punishments, right? It's it's about the, there's so many things in the picture. VAR, I said the other day that I'd started to get a bit more faith in VAR. But it's blown it now. It's gone completely. It's, it's gone completely in that. You know, we um, we um, we need it to be consistent, right? I don't mind it with these minuscule offsides. It can put a line on the pitch and it can say offside or not. That's fine. But it's the interpretation of other things like the Louise thing and, and the other lad that got sent off. I mean, it's, 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 it's never sending off. Louise doesn't touch him. And then, the, and then you've got referees on the television saying that it was, it, it was a foul. Well, it... How can it be a foul? How can it be a foul? But I, I want to take it to another, to a different perspective, right? Because as well as blaming VAR and the referees, I blame the players. I blame the players, right? Because for years now, it's been gradually increasing where players all go down, right, at the slightest touch. You hear commentators say it on the telly. He touched him, he touched him, so he went down, it's a penalty. Absolute bull crap. Touching someone isn't a foul. It's a physical game. It's a physical game. Touching someone isn't a foul. It's a tackle. He touched him, so he went down. What an utter and complete load of rubbish. And I'll tell you for now, mate, right? 
it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all if there's club, clubs in the league now, in the Premier League or wherever, that actually employ people to teach play, players how to dive, how to fall over, how to make it look dramatic. They're, in, they're helping all, all the schools are close, so they probably employed all the drama teachers into the clubs to show them how to fall. Because they go down writhing in agony, and I mean writhing in agony, right? And then 10 seconds later, they're up sprinting the length of the pitch. So it's just the I'll tell you what it is to sum it all up, right? In a lot of cases nowadays, the, I've said it before and you boys know it, the best cheats win football matches. The best cheats win football matches. I've no doubt about it. I don't know how we stop it because if it's the way the game's going, you can't blame players for doing it, but it's getting embarrassing. It's almost like watching WWE with a football, you know? It is that bad. It's that bad. They've got to stop it. They've got to stop being fairies and play the game we love. And if you're wondering how I'm, how I'm qualified to comment about touching and physical contact, when I was um, when I played Sport Fergus, as you well know, and Steve, you well know, I couldn't kick a football to save my life. I was useless. I loved football, but I couldn't kick football. So I played rugby union, and I played rugby union to quite a good level, right? And I'm telling you, 100%, that many players get touched and go down writhing on the floor in agony or supposed agony. The only thing they are doing, the only thing they're doing is cheating. Nothing else. They have not been fouled. They're not in pain most of the time. And they are cheating. And the best cheats are winning games. Right. You started me off, Fergus. I'm done. <laughs> Steve, um, since Arteta has been in charge since 26th of December 2019, uh, Arsenal have been shown nine Premier League red cards, six more than any other side. Do you agree with Kai? If you can't beat them, join them. We need to do the same. Or do you just feel like what um, uh, Trull says, which is uh, nine red cards we've, we've got to sh- shape up? Um, I don't quite agree with Kai. Um, I, I don't want to see... Arsenal get into that you know the one chant the one thing that other fans say about Arsenal that I cannot stand and it really it really really annoys me is the same old Arsenal always cheating like how like it's for for me uh, you know maybe maybe it was different in yours and Trev's time I don't know but that that chant annoys hell out of me so if we then start doing the old you know Dribbly Harold backing into players, you know, diving at every touch, everything. It's it's gonna it's it's gonna give some ballast to that chant, and 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 it's just no. I don't think we should join them. I don't think we should start diving. I don't think we should do everything else. And on the red card comment, I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, our defense has improved dramatically. Our players are going in for more challenges. We're not being walked over as much, so that probably contributes to the amount of fouls and the amount of red cards we've got. You know, you think the party red card against, I think it was Burnley, you know, he put an arm over the man to stop him running. Soft, you know, soft second yellow, yes. But in other games, a Mustafi or a Koscielny or a Mertesacker would have let him run, through on goal, scores, you know, and and give away a goal. So it's, it's a little bit promising to see that our defenders and our midfielders are going that extra length and putting that challenge in and and perhaps trying to give it a little bit more 
um we just got but yes we got to shape up um i think i think ultimately there and and yeah to touch on what trev was saying um it's it's absolutely ridiculous that you know the way the way that referees and var and everyone's interpreting it as you know oh this contact this contact because down the other end and i made this point a couple of times when saka got bowled over by willy Bowley, okay fair enough it looked like he got a toe to the ball and the ball got knocked away but as soon as that ball left his you know saka's feet willy Bowley's gone through with the shoulder and knocked him flying so why you know why is that completely stonewall no penalty but a slight slight clip from jose on David Louise as David Louise is running and they're saying David Louise shouldn't have been that close and and oh, oh it's, you know I'm watching my P's and Q's and on, it's... On, on, <laughs> on the subject of, of, of David Louise Tom I'll go to you on this one since he's making his Premier League debut for Arsenal in 2019 August 2019 Louise has picked up more red cards in three and considering more penalties in six than any other player in the competition what's your view on David Louise and I, I think he was a little bit unlucky on, in this one but the letter of the law says, which is the law's on us, absolutely in this case, that if he had actually gone for the ball, he would have got a yellow card. But because he didn't make an attempt to go for the ball, uh, it was like pulling the player back uh, by clipping him that way. Well, what, what, what's your opinion of him? I mean, to, to be honest, Bert, it, it's, it's such a confusing situation where nobody knows a right or wrong answer. I think with Louise, everyone assumes that he's... You know, it's a safe option to think. Yeah, it's a penalty. If you if you look at his stats since he's joined the t- since he's joined Arsenal, he's had three red cards and given away six penalties. So, I think a referee instead of wasting time looking at VAR in their eyes, they should have looked at the screen. But he thought, Do you know what, I'm just going to give it the penalty. And the sending off was just ridiculous. In my eyes, it should have been a yellow card, and that's what really costs the game. It didn't just knock our confidence when it went to 1-1. We're going to half-time. Wolves have got another bit of oomph from somewhere, thinking, do you know what? We can turn this around. And then Leno goes and has an absolute shocker. Hmm. And the game's lost. And then it's not, let's try and equalise and win the game. It's more, let's try and stop them from scoring more goals. So I think the refs, they need to sort something out. Because at the moment, it's an absolute joke. And when you compare that to the Southampton one at the weekend, I mean, they're practically identical. The only thing that you see that's different is the fact that the Southampton, uh, sorry, the uh, Martial dived in the box and that was clipped. But every single striker is taught now, if you've got any sort of contact in the box, you go down. And that's the problem. So we, we just, we, we need to sort it out. We need to sort it out. But the fact that it wasn't rescinded and Southampton's was, it says it all really. It's a bit of a mess. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does feel like a, a little bit of conspiracy sometimes. Trev, um, Tom mentioned uh, the man that I sometimes mention uh, in Bird Leno. Uh, Leno, <laughs> the, the second Arsenal goalkeeper, was sent off in a Premier League game after David Seaman uh, in 1993 against West Ham. Uh, how bloody stupid! He would have been better to say ten men on the pitch, in my view. And see the goal, then be nine men in the pitch. Do you know what, mate? I've really down on my notes here in big letters. He will mention Leno. He will mention Leno. What? What was going on in in his head? What was going on in his head? I just don't know. And the thing was, as soon as he did it, he walked off. He knew what he'd done. 
It's, yeah. I don't know what. It, hopefully, he's learned a massive lesson there, and, and it won't happen again. We'll allow him that one hour. He's been fantastic all season, I think. Um, be interested to see how Ryan goes today. Obviously, there's going to be certain comparisons made with the Villa goalkeeper, but no, he, he, he's had a great storm and he, he's 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 lost it completely, and he's got sent off, and we're all annoyed with him. But I can forgive him at the moment. Mate, just going back to VAR and the referees, right? I just want to make a little point, and then I want to put a question to you, Fergus, right? Because um, Matt Letizia, um Matt Letizia made a, a, an interesting point this week. Firstly, before I go to the Letizia point, right? But if we're talking about contact and obstruction and players going down, you know when balls are put through, and it happens half a dozen times every game, and the defender lets the ball run out of play by blocking the attacker and not only running towards the ball, but if the attacker tries to go around it, he moves and blocks him. If we're interpreting the rules of football, that's a free kick every time for obstruction. But it never happens, does it? And this, I can't work it out. I cannot work it out. But going back to what Letizia said, mate, he said that he thinks that in the VAR room, and the referees in the VAR room, but have an ex-player or two in there, a neutral ex-player in there or two, it's not connected to even a side of play, never played for them, no affinity to them. And, and, and so that not only are you getting a referee's view, and we all know what they're like, you'll get an ex-player's opinion on what the contact was like and, 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 and whether it was a free kick or a penalty or what. And then maybe we could all accept it more. Otherwise, I really think they've got to go do away with this VAR because I, when we watch football without VAR, we all moaned at the referees, didn't we? We all moaned at refs. We did it every game. Most games, we spent half the game moaning at the refs. But deep down inside, we knew that it was a human being refereeing a game of football, and all us human beings make mistakes, right? But now there's not that there's not that there's not that window there to say that they're making a mistake because they should be making them with this VAR. So if they're not going to get it right, get rid, get rid. Let's go back as we were. And let's take the referee's decision on the field. But I am interested to know what you boys think about the Letitia uh, idea, to be honest with you, Fergus. I, I, I saw you put up, that up on Twitter, at Hilsy Gooner. Um, and um, I, I, I thought it was an interesting idea because, you know, they have ex-referees in, in studios giving their opinion on refereeing decisions. They've got ex-players being the pundits and some of them are very 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 good I, I, Neville for example I, I think is a great pundit um, and, 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 and Keane can be as much as I don't like him uh, can be uh, a good pundit some of them are, are dreadful like Michael Owen uh, is a dreadful <laughs> pundit but I, I, I think I think having a player in there and having a view from a player gone no ref that's 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 how we would normally do it because they know how they I don't know the the logistics of uh, the physicality of a game is. I don't know, Tom. What do you think about it? Yeah, to be fair, fill me in with the the Letizia one then. What what's his ideas? Because I haven't seen that yet. He, he said to, to put um uh, if you got because there's three or four officials in the VAR room, hmm. um and there'll be a VAR assistant and their assistant as well, um. And he's saying that they should introduce having possibly football players, ex-football players, in in the VAR room to assist the referees with the game. Yeah, and no, I, I completely agree. There should be someone professional who's actually played the game to understand 
and to at least bounce off. At the moment, you've got a bunch of people that have never played the match. They're probably all failed footballers, <laughs> regardless of what any of us think. Um, and they're all going to back each other. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to have each other's back. Your audio has gone top. Have you got me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they just need to um, they need to get some sort of authority in there and consistency. And with a professional football in there, it's just going to help the situation. So, yeah, I do agree with that. I think they should at least bring it in to see if it works. But for me, VAR, it's not been trialled enough. I think they've just pushed it out there thinking, oh, let's make it work without thinking to themselves, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? It's not working. And I think we're on about minus three points at the moment because VAR has gone against us. Um, that can't be happening. And until it's consistent, that's when um, that's when it needs to really make do. But yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm more for the Letizia one from the sound of it, definitely. Because it's really interesting what all you boys said. I was, I was, you know, I've got the answers I was hoping for actually from you. You see, the way I look at it, right? VAR's not working on, on, and it's upsetting all the fans. So don't stick a former referee on the television to spout and talk what we all know is a complete and utter load of rubbish in an attempt to defend his ex-colleagues. Don't do that because that just makes us even more angry. Come up with a plan to improve VAR or maybe to use it in a different way or look at things differently and say that you're trying to make it better. Then those fans were all thinking, right, at least they're understanding it's not working and they're trying to change it and trying to make it better. Don't, don't give me some bloke on telly for 10 minutes talking absolute rubbish just in the defence of his colleagues because that just makes us all angrier, you know? I think Ross makes a good point that VAR is still controlled by humans who are susceptible to er errors and in uh, some cases have agendas. Um, I'm not sure about the agenda side of things, but at VAR, we all thought if we can see the video uh, uh, evidence that, that the right decision will be made, but still be made by a human, then whether he's running around in black and, uh, 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 in the middle of the pitch or he's sitting on his arse in, in uh, wh wherever it is near Heathrow, um, he can still make a mistake. Steve, the last thing I was going to say on this game, uh, your favourite, all our favourites, Granit Xhaka made his 200th appearance for Arsenal in that game. Since his debut for the club in August 2016, he's played 46 more games than the other most uh, featured player, as in Hector Bellerin. Can you imagine? He's played more football than the likes of Bellerin, who's been there since God was a boy. Yeah, I mean... But Bellerin, though, you got to think he's he's still a young man. He was he was coming through when Jacker was signed, um, and he's had a you know he's had a long he's had an injury, long long injury that probably put him a year out. So I think had that injury not occurred, I think Bellerin would have played more than Jacker. Um, however, the surprising part of that is the fact that Jacker has still made that many appearances after what Xhaka has done on the pitch many times. Um, and that's completely cost us and let us down. Um, the, the only the only thing I can think of Xhaka, and, and I mean, at the moment, you've got to give credit where it's due because he's he's playing a blinder. And and I just wish that this Xhaka we're seeing at the moment, we would have seen four or five years ago. Um, 
And and this is maybe the Xhaka that, that all these coaches see in training, you know, and they probably just keep their faith thinking he's going to do this in a game. He's going to play like this in a game. And ultimately it hasn't, it hasn't happened far as often as, as we'd have wanted, but um, to make 200 appearances, you've got to say, okay, for, you know, fair enough, I guess, but I'm glad there wasn't a big deal. <laughs> a big deal made of it, really. Uh, for, for me, I find it an extremely disappointing uh, stat that a guy who will take his shirt off, that, that's it, that's armband it. off, tell the fans to fuck off, um, is allowed to wear this great shirt. Um, that's it. Um, you, you know, but he is wearing the shirt, and and I think uh, you know it, it is disappointing that he's still here, that he wasn't shipped out. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, if if he's going to play like this until the end of his contract, for me, as disappointing as it is that I don't want to see him in the side, you just got you know. For me, I, I just go, well, look, he's playing well, keep playing well, and 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 then go at the end. I don't want to see him get a contract extension. Really, no, really not really see that happening. Um, but yeah, you just you know, you just say credit where it's due. Carry on playing like this and. And, you know, I, I think that that may, you know, if he does this for another year, plays how he is, fans may come around and say, you know what? Okay, fair enough. It wasn't, you know, just like they have with Mustafi leaving, you know, and I know Mustafi hasn't done as much, but people say, okay, fair enough. You know, in his last year or so, what you wouldn't, you wouldn't give him credit for the last year or so if he carries on playing like this for another 12 months. I, I, say, I, I, believe, I believe, I believe he's consistent. I believe he's a Ron Sill player. He does exactly what it says in the tin. Um, but I'm sorry, uh, he took our club into disrepute, mm-hmm. and for that, uh, he should not be allowed to ever don uh, uh, the, the the wonderful red and white uh, shirts. And Terry and me are both mm-hmm. on the same page. Terry, yeah, says I, never I, 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 I am. I am. I totally agree. Regardless of how he's playing now, um, but I do understand the predicament that Arteta is in, and I do understand that. Um, he is the first name on most managers' uh, team sheets that he's played for. Mm. Look, let's look ahead to the Villa game. Uh, Aston Villa coach Dean Smith has reported <laughs> no new injuries, uh, but he will freshen up the side in the wake of a lacklustre defeat against West Ham. Uh, Torore, Trezeguet and the new signing mm. Morgan Sanderson all could all start. Uh, Arsenal keeper uh, Leno and defender Louise are both suspended uh, after the red cards that we just talked about. Uh, Leno's absence means uh, either Matt Ryan or Renyarison, and we're hearing it's probably Matt Ryan because he was back in training, will start. Um, although Matt Ryan did have a hip problem, but it, it seems to be going uh, okay. Arsenal have won the reverse fixture 3 0 uh, and could complete uh, their first league double. Um, sorry, Villa won the, 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 the first fixture 3 0 and could uh, complete the first league double over Arsenal since 92 93 season. Uh, Arsenal haven't lost three matches in a row against Villa uh, since um, 1993. Tom, what's your what's your thoughts on on this game then? Yes, it's going to be an interesting one, lads, isn't it? It's going to be good fun, um, but I'm, I'm slightly worried. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, if we can start, as I said a little bit earlier regarding to the Wolves game, if we can start like that, then I'm confident and I'm happy. But the problem is you get two lots of Arsenal. You get the Arsenal that's going to go all guns blazing or the Arsenal that just sits back. And that Arsenal that sits back, nine times out of ten, they don't win. I think we need to go for the juggler. We need to we need to get three points in this game. 
And if we start well, then I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do well. But one thing that we have to bear in mind, we're going to have a different centre-back pairing. So Louise and Holden, I know we're all mixed in regards to what we think about David Louise, but they form quite a good partnership so far. Um, without those two, it could be slightly different. So I can see Villa scoring, but I can also see us scoring. I think the first goal is going to be crucial. But to sum it up, I am confident and I think we're going to do it. Trev, what's your thoughts on the game? And Matt Ryan, uh, if he does start, hasn't probably played football for over a year. Um, nah, it's not really that. I'm, just, I'm just trying to find it now. So he last played... Trev, your voice has changed. Oh, no, I know. I, I just... But, look, <laughs> I, I, I just can't move on to this without just going back to Zaka for 10 seconds, right? Because okay. you know me. You okay. know me well. I don't talk bad about a player too much, right? And and, and I, I think the way Xhaka's playing now, the way Xhaka has been playing now, if you took this simple, this, this certain part of, of his career, his form, you'd give him another contract, right? But you then you've got to remember, I can't get it out of my head what Xhaka did that night. I can't get it out of my head. It'll be in there forever and be forever part of his legacy and it's not something I can I can take to. And something else that we missed from the Wolves game, Fergus, before we move on, I thought ESR, I thought Smith Rowe was a bit quiet in the Wolves game. I, I, he played well, as he has done, but I didn't think he had the energy levels he has had. I think that maybe he was a bit tired. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see him on the bench for the start of the game today, mate. wouldn't surprise me if we don't see Smith Rowe on the, on the bench from, from, from the start. And, and, and who, who would you play in his place then? Well, well that's, the, that's where, we're in a, where we're in a better place now. Just listening to what Tom said was interesting. That's where we're in a much better place now, Fergus, in that who, who can you bring in in place of Smith-Rowe? The people that we can bring in are now either better or playing better than what we've had recently. If, if Pepe starts on a bench today and we bring him on, or if Pepe comes in for Smith-Rowe today, we're not bringing in the Pepe that was playing like he was six or eight weeks ago. We've got to go on recent form. We're bringing in or we're bringing on a player that's been, if we're honest, impressive. Sort of cracking goal, run well with a ball and playing well. If, you know, Louise isn't playing, I'm not too worried about that at all because we've got two fine young defenders in Mari and Gabriel. We all know Mari's slightly favourite with me at the moment to bring in instead of Louise. And we've probably got the one of the central defenders that's playing best of all in the league. To, to join up with him, holding who for, for me is getting better every week. So what we've got to remember is if, if we change the side around now, it ain't like we used to be. We ain't getting weaker. I've t- it's just popped up on my phone, Fergus, that the lineups have been announced, mate. But because I'm on yeah, my I'm phone, just... I can't see it. So, Right, here's the lineup. Uh, let's bring it up on the screen for you guys. So we're looking at, in goal, Matt Ryan, who last played against Leicester. Um, in December uh, 13th, I think. Bellerin holding Gabriel Cedric, Shaka and Party, which do seem to be forming a partnership. Mm-hmm. Smithrow does get a run out again, Trev. Saka, Pepe, and Lacazette. On the bench, okay. you've got Ranyaris okay. Chambers, Mary, El Neni, Ceballos, o- uh, Odegaard, sorry, Trules, no Norwegian representation on the starting lineup. Uh, William, Martinelli, and Aubameyang. Uh, oh, Tom, don't you make the lineup? Trolls up. Trolls is me. Trolls up. 
<laughs> but, but, what, what I just said, right? What I just said, Fergus. Look at that bench. Look at what we've got to bring on. It's impressive. I'm excited. The, the, the Arteta revolution continues for me. We've got to have faith in him. Look at what we've got to bring on. Look how strong we appear to be. I'm very happy with that. Very happy. Yeah, it's, it's strong, isn't it? I, I think to, what, what I've got to give credit for uh, to Arteta with here is he's not done the easy option and going and starting with Aubameyang. Or, you know, he, he's stuck mm -hmm. with Pepe, who's on good form at the moment. So that makes me happy. I think Cedric's been class as well. Um, he's playing out of position. I know he's familiar with the left-hand side, but he is playing out of position. He, you've got to remember, too, he's being completely analysed against um, Tierney as well. He's been arguably one of our best players this season. So for him to step into that role and not see too much of a difference over the last game or so, I'm impressed. So I think in terms of team, I'm happy with that. And like you said, Trev, the depth in terms of the actual bench is impressive. We've got Aubameyang, we've got Odegaard who can come off and I can't wait to see him play. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy. Well, Steve, your thoughts on, on, on that lineup? Hang on, Trev, wait your turn. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm pleased with that. I'm very pleased. Just before line, I, you know, you guys talking about ESR maybe needing a rest. I was thinking, please, God, don't don't bring in Willian. <laughs> um, no, I'm 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 pleased with that. As as Tom said, Cedric has you know filled filled that hole well. Um, I think Bellerin's been playing better. Um, simply because he he's not as exposed when he goes forward. You've got you know Saka's someone that will track back um, and read the runs of other players and know when to come, when to go. And I think Bellerin since since William has been out the side has been much improved. Um, you can't argue with that lineup. And and as Trev said, the bench is the bench is good. You've got Martinelli, you've got Aubameyang, you've got Erdegaard there, you've got Chambers, Marie. Sabios there in midfield. You have, you know, you have got William, who does seem to be a favourite off the bench for for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, we, you know, I think we are in good stead in terms of the squad. And and if in the next few weeks, especially with the you know the Benfica game coming up as well, um, I think we've got Man City at some point soon. I think if Arteta can just get the rotation points right know where players are needing a rest, you know, who's going to come in and, and still keep that tempo. Because, you know, as I said on, on the last pod, if we can start, you know, we and we did start Wolves, uh, you know, against Wolves, building on what we've already been, you know, trying to do in the last few weeks, if we can do that again today, and then players that are coming in are also, you know, keeping up that level, then, then yeah, we're in, you know, we're in good stead. Um, so hopefully we, we do the same. Same thing today. Trev, um, I, I know you said about the lineup and that you're pleased with the bench, but look at what we're up against. Uh, Martinez and goal. Who? Apparently, <laughs> apparently a really good keeper. Um, Cash, uh, Consar, Tyrone Mings, highly rated and was linked with uh, Arsenal before when he was at Ipswich. Uh, 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 Target, McGinn, uh, Nakam. Oh. Bloody hell. Nakamba. Priori, Barkley and Grealish and Watkins. You know, some of those players are really in 
good form at this moment in time. And it, it is it is going to be it is going to be a tough uh, a tough challenge for us this morning, uh, this afternoon, don't you think? It is going to be a tough challenge, Fergus. I, I tell you what, I'm, all these full screws you keep putting on, I bet you're really happy you got me because having this pretty face. After the other two on full screen, you can only get better, can't it? You know what I mean? But can't argue with that. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're right about about Villa. I've got a soft spot for Villa. I don't mind Villa at all, mate. But but having said that, you said they're in good form. Martinez had a nightmare in midweek, and hopefully, as much as we like Martinez and appreciate what he did for us, let's hope he has another nightmare today and it continues. I hope his confidence is through the floor. To be honest, I do like Greenish. I do like Grealish, but he, he's one of these that I was moaning about earlier. Goes down if you blow at him. So if he just stands on his feet and runs with a ball, um, it excites me greatly, Grealish. I'm not happy that Grealish has started copying Smith Rowe with the socks around his ankles. But apart from that, he's all right. And I do like – I can't see the team. What's the lad that – what's the lad that came from Chelsea to Villa? Is it Barkley, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Ross Barkley, yeah. yeah. I like Ross Barkley. I like, like Ross Barkley. I don't think he's getting outside now, but I think when Villa signed him last season, I was thinking, yeah, actually, we could have done with a Barkley. I don't think we need him now, but we could have done with a Barkley. I don't think Mings is as good as we say. I think he's overrated. Watch him go and bang a goal in today just to shut me up. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think if we start as we did against Wolves, I don't think we could play another half an hour of football like that without scoring a goal. I don't think it's possible. I think I think the, the odds of all, all the negative odds have been used up, and we can only be positive now. So I'm really hopeful that we'll we'll have a big bounce back. We'll still be suffering as players as we are as fans from the game against Wolves, and we need to put that ghost to bed today. And the, the best way to put it to bed for players and fans is to go out there really performed no better than they did in the first half against Wolves. Just same again, same pressure, same press, same movement, and, and I'm sure we'll be okay. I just hope that Villa press us high and hard today, because I really think that that's where we've had a total reversal at the Arsenal over the last couple of seasons. At the back end of Wenger and the, and the early days of Emery, we couldn't play against the high press. Do you remember how awful we were trying to play the ball out from the back against the high press? We were horrific. We were horrific. It used to make you cringe how bad we were. But we're the opposite now. Yeah. Teams press us high, and it's highly likely we're going to play around them, and we're going to attack forward quite possibly with the extra man. With having the with having the four two three one, the three behind a one gives us the extra man when we break quickly. So it's all positive mm-hmm. for me today, Fergus. It's all positive. I think we'll win. I hope we'll win. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Just wish I was there now, pissed up on Guinness and uh, you know, and, and ready to get into the ground. But yeah, all on, good, on, mate. On, on that note, and how nourishing Guinness could be, and uh, it's good for you. Uh, there was a question in the chat from Sammy Routon. Is that one of my old shirts? Pops looks a bit tight. <laughs> she she is. My daughter is a cheeky cow, right? My daughter is a cheeky cow. Mind you, my gr- I just must just say hello, Bronze and Jemima. Jemima had a fall this week. Get her red, but she's fine now, so that's all good. But my daughter, I don't know where she gets her cheekiness from. I don't know where she gets her lip from. Certainly not from me. I know. And no, this isn't your shirt, Samantha. When we, when you were kids, I bought you one of these shirts and me one at the same time. So hush up now and behave yourself. I'm not happy. 
blow out the actual. Right. Um, what do you make of that side that we're facing then, Tom? Um, where do you see the threats? Where do you, uh, you know, are you worried? Are you still confident? I think I think it's it's a scare. It's, Villa are quite. I like Villa. They're, they're a good team. Um, it's going to be a threat because they they've been playing good football. I know their form isn't great at the moment, but you look at the players. Like you said, Trev, you've got Barkley in there. You know they've got their new signing who's starting, which for some reason isn't something that Arsenal do. You know when we get a new signing, we ease them in, which I guess is good in the Premier League. But you look at the teams around us; they'll just chuck them straight in. So I think this this big debuts to be had. Um, there's a lot riding on the game. You've got Martinez, which you know we hope to God has a really bad game, but you know that he's gonna he's gonna be looking forward to this. This is a little bit like. You know, all of us, we wake up, um, I don't know, when the fixture list come out, the first one we look at, when we're playing Spurs. For Martinez, he's thinking, right, when are we playing Arsenal? So he's probably been counting the days down, ready to have an absolute killer of a game. But I think we'll win. I think they're going to press us, but it's going to be a game, it could go either way. It could go, both teams dominate, both teams attack, and it's a really exciting game, or both teams just sit on the fence and wait for the other person to come to them. So I'm hoping it's going to be the first, but I'm confident. I think we're going to win it. We've just got, we've got to be confident. Steve, look at that. Look what three points would do. Look what three points would do. It would put us on 34 points, which would put us up into eighth position. Who have um who have that lot got next in their in their game and hand? Okay, big Steve. We don't mention them, big Stevie boy. We no, 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 no. That hold on. That's what that's what Fergus is alluding to. Yes, it would be nice to jump above them, but if they've got a winnable game in hand, then the ga their games in hand are Man, Man City, uh, are Everton. Come on, Everton and Man City. See, if they lose that, then these three points and us jumping above them now—that that's that's all that is going to matter—is if they don't lose their game in hand. Because if they lose their game in hand, we're we're back again, going, you know, oh look what three points could do. And and I totally get it. And that's exactly what. Boys, you get Knock it on the head, Fergus. I'm gonna come down there. I don't wanna be I wanna be pulling out man. Are you all right? Anyway. Just, just, no, hopefully, hopefully we'll get the three points. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, 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 ole. Tottenham, Tottenham. Have you ever won the Premier League? <laughs> That's on water. Could you imagine they, me? They, they won it back in November, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they? They won it in November. I, I, I thought I saw yeah, everything. Apparently so. Apparently so. They got the trophy in the cabinet as well. So, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, us, us, us getting, you know. Forget about, forget about the, the local rivalry. 30, 34 points with 23 mm. games played. You know, it puts us... Six points outside the top four. Okay, yeah, there is the, the number of games are running out, but it's still possible, don't you believe? It's right. I, I mean, we've had this conversation in the, in the group chat in the last week or so. I do think top four is possible. Of course, it's possible. It's mathematically possible. You know, um, do I think it's a stretch? Do I think it will happen? Yes, I think it's a stretch, and no, I don't think it will happen. 
I think realistically now we have got to look at getting at that top six, making sure that if we fall at, you know, at the final hurdle of the Europa League, whether that be the Benfica game, whatever it is, we got to make sure we get as close to the top four as possible because that's the club's aim. You know, as a fan, I want to be winning silverware. I want us to be winning the Europa League. I want us to be getting in the Champions League that way. Um, it's a much more exciting way to get into the, the Champions League because you're winning a trophy. But then ultimately, I want us to be in a position where if we do fall at that final hurdle, like we did in Baku, we've got we've got European games again next year because as much as I, you know, I, and I still think this year would have been the year that would have benefited us not to be in Europe. Um, obviously, you know, I th- we, we got it via the FA cup, didn't we? So um, this year would have been beneficial to have us, you know, have a year out and, and just worry on trying to do things in the league. Um but that's not happened. And next year, I think with the squad that we've got and the way that we're trying to build, I think Europe is is important for, for financial reasons. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, ultimately top four is doable, but I, I don't think it will, it will go as far as that. Trev, as um, uh, Steve Seriously, said in the, in, the WhatsApp, in the WhatsApp group, we've been talking about uh, whether it be Europa League or Champions League or top four, top six, stay in tent. I think I know where the answer is going to come from here because you're, you're just red and white and cut you in half and you're like a stick of rock. But realistically, if if we were to finish here in tenth, outside Europe, no trophies, but then we had a full season to do what Liverpool, what Chelsea, uh, what other teams have done, to get into that ultimate top four where the money is, um, are, do you think we can actually get top four? Well, of course we can still get top four for Fergus. It's, it, we, we need a good run of wins and we need other teams to play in our hands, but we're halfway through the season. So anything is possible. Anything is possible. So, you know, we could get top four. We're not going to be able to by, by, by getting the results we did against Wolves. That can't happen much more. We've got to go and run from somewhere. Our Leicester, our Palace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we're improving. We're getting better. So uh, hopefully th- that improvement and that g- getting better will... And, and a bit of rubber green as well. None of the Louis situations and Leno losing his head. So and we and, and, and we, we do improve and we get top four. I can't see it happening, but it, it is possible. Of course it's possible. As for Europe, Fergus, I, I, me, you know, me and Big Steve, we disagree about this. I, I want to see us in Europe every single year, whether we're good, whether we're bad. Because not only am I very selfish, you know, I go to all the European away games and it's the highlight of my football season is having those trips with friends and, and to be abroad and to watch football. It also, I, I think, talking, putting more into perspective from a football club point of view, it improves us as a team being in mm-hmm. Europe, playing these different styles, playing playing these these games against against other sides in Europe, and also it will also improve our young, inexperienced manager to manage in Europe. I, I think that I think that it, it, I honestly put some importance to us playing in Europe. I genuinely do, and I know I'm selfish. I know it's be, I like to go to all these European games, but looking at the club and and 
the route we want to take and what we want to see us doing. I also think that's important for us to be in Europe. I genuinely do. I really do. What 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 I meant, Trev, and I, I just what I meant is obviously this year with the financial restrictions, COVID, traveling, everything else. That's what I meant by if we were going to have a season out of Europe, this would have been the year for it to happen. I want to be in Europe every year. But what I meant was obviously the state of the squad, the deadwoods, players that wouldn't be playing, how how much how much how stretched the squad was going to be. This would have been the ideal season if there was one to go no yeah. Europa, focus on the league because of the pressure that was on Arteta, the squad, etc. Um so yeah, obviously, you know, I want to finish as high up the table. I think realistically we should be looking at that top six just in case Europa League doesn't happen and we don't win that. Um, you know, because as we've seen before, no no game in that in that cup is is a given. Um, you know, we, we we fell the other year to was it Atletico we fell against? Uh obviously, you know, the the, the drubbing in Baku. Um so I want to go one step further as a fan. I want to get that, you know, that trophy and getting at the Champions League that way. But if we can get top four as well as Europa League, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. If you know, but I just don't see the the league the league route happening. So yeah, that's um, what I meant. Tom, George, John, uh, John Wolf says we need Euro Europe to uh, get the big players in. But does the Europa League? I know we've probably gone off. The Villa game to a certain degree, but it's just the way the conversation goes. And the concept of this this podcast is four guys down the pub drinking water. Now, um, four guys down the pub chatting about Arsenal. Um, is the is the Europa League a big enough draw, uh, or is it a distraction where we should be focusing on getting into the big money tournament in the Champions League? No, I, th I think we need the Europa League. I think we do. Um, I think if if we didn't have it, I think. Um, you know, completely agree, uh, Steve, with what you're saying there. Last, well, th this season we probably would have benefited without it, um, just in terms of progression for the league. But then I guess that's kind of sticking all of our eggs in one basket. With Europa, it does tend to attract a lot more players. Um, and also, it could be a trophy. I mean, that, that's what I don't want to do is write off like trophies like these. I think a lot of people think um, FA Cup has lost its glory. I still really like it. I think we should have really gone for that. And um, I'm gutted still, the fact we're out of it. It's all about Europe now, I think. This season, we, we have to win that because we can't we can't rely on a league. It's a freak of a season. We just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Wolves, we should have beaten them. I, I, I can tell you what one thing will happen. Um, uh, Trev will be in Gdansk and he'll be drunk. <laughs> Well, that's it. For, honestly, from a fan's point of view, we need these these nights. We need to be able to to go to these different countries when things uh, go back to normal, or or even when it's on in, in in the week. I mean, can you imagine Arsenal just playing once a week? I mean, I, I'd be I'd be going out of my mind. Shit, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's used to have a couple of beers at the weekends and a couple of beers in the week without getting in too much trouble with your missus. So. We need Europe, guys. We need it. Yeah. Do you know what, Fergus? Let me just come back to Steve there because I don't want Steve to think, Steve, I agree with you, mate. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was I was absolutely agreeing with you. And and, and I do look at it from a selfish perspective, much like Tom just said, uh, in that I go to all the European games and I would miss them badly. And I, I actually do have nightmares about us qualifying for Europe and only playing 
once a week. And yeah. if we get knocked out of the FA Cup, we don't play for two weeks. It's a horrible thought, you know. We're not used to it. So I, I agree I, I with you, Steve. Right, for that reason. I, I, but do you know what, mate? The, the funny thing is, the, the one thing that, that, that made me smile, and, and, and I will come back at you, mate, is that you mentioned that word Deadwood. We ain't got Deadwood anymore, mate. It's gone. Yeah, no, exactly. Part of the architecture revolution. It's, the Deadwood's gone. There's no Deadwood here. And as for you, Fergus, Gdansk, drunk, you, my friend, are correct. Absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, I won't be able to fly there. I'll have to drive because uh, accommodation is booked, as you as you know, Trev. Um, and yeah. Because of what my wife's had over the, the the last few weeks, she's still got blood clots in the lungs, so um, we won't be able to fly for a little while. So stick the car on uh, the Eurotunnel and just take a long old road trip. I, I love a road trip anyway. So, um, but just because we were talking about Europe, I did get the Heineken out. You know, we're at, we are the champions. <laughs> I, um, I, missed that. Well, I missed that theme tune midweek. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing yeah, on a the Tuesday or Wednesday, not fucking Thursday. Oh, yeah, the, the Europa League one is, is, oh, is pretty now. I I mean, like, you get a five o'clock or a six o'clock on a Thursday. You just, it throws your week completely out because you, you have to rush rush to finish what you're doing in the day, watch the football, then you're sat there at nine o'clock twiddling your thumbs, thinking, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> and, and, and what makes it even harder is you've got to try and work around work yeah, to do that's... podcasts an hour before kickoff, an yeah. hour and a half before kickoff. That's 196 head-to-head in all competitions, 83 wins, 45 draws, 68 losses. Mm. The referee mm. is Chris Kavanagh. Uh, Arteta said we have a big game today and we need to go again. There are things we have to learn from the Wolves game. There's things that we can't control, obviously. There's a lot of positives to take there. So we must move on and go for the next one and keep the momentum going. I, listen, I, I, it didn't take an awful lot of convincing. No, he, he wasn't the guy I would have had in as a manager, but I think he's doing a great job. Uh, and I am follow, follow, follow um, the whole way with Arteta. Predictions. <laughs> Uh, Steve, I'll go with you first. Uh, score prediction, please, for this game. I, th- I think 2-1. I think we'll win it. I think they'll score. I think Matt Ryan will concede on his debut. Um, he is probably going to be a little bit rusty, and I think we can expect that. Um, yeah, I think 2-1. Tom? Score prediction. 3 today. We're going to do it. Yeah, confident. Uh, Mr. 4-0, uh, what do you want to um, do? Yeah, i yeah, I, I, no, I think we're going to win three-one today. Three-nil or three-one today. I can see us. I can see us scoring goals against Villa's defence. I, I can't see Villa score against us apart from the fact that we've got Ryan in goal, so there might be a little bit of a learning curve going on there. So I'm going to go for three-one. I'm also going to say I don't mind Thursday night football at all. Thursday night football in the Europa League has taken me to some wonderful places in far eastern Europe that we'd never get to in the Champions League. Some, some great days away, some exciting trips, some interesting experiences. Fortunately, I don't drink too much when I'm there, so I get to remember all the trips. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't mind. As long as we're in Europe, I don't care what night of the week we bloody play, to be honest with you, gentlemen. Okay, I'm going to go for 1-0 to the Arsenal. I, I don't think we're going to be as prolific uh, if that's a word, so I haven't even said it right. Um, 
<laughs> prolific, yeah. Um, what uh, did you say then? Uh, I don't know. Prolific. 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 <laughs> um and uh i think uh i think we will keep a clean sheet i I, i'm liking the way holding is shaping up and it was uh who we who we got alongside gabriel yeah gabriel Gabriel. and if gabriel has come back to full fitness uh brilliant guys thank you very very much um uh for joining us on the podcast somebody likes your shirt tom uh (laughs) I think my, my, mine's getting mine's been getting tighter. <laughs> I think that's lockdown. We know we know, Trez is, we know Trez is very tight because his daughter pointed out how how bad. Uh, it's how not it, bloody uh, tight. It's not tight at all. It's fitted. I'm, I'm starting to get a complex, mate. It, it's looking good, mate. It's looking good. Don't don't try come against them. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first Arsenal shirt I had. That one. That's one of my favourites. That one. My brother had that one, and the JVC bit started to bubble and peel away. I was gutted, <laughs> so, so it ended up getting it ended up getting chucked in the bin years ago. Now I remember that you couldn't wash them, and the, yeah. the gun is bit and the back as well. And if you washed it, it would just yeah. wear off. The good old days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boys, you have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Fergus, uh, wait a minute. Fergus, Fergus, wait, wait. Stop. Here we go. Stop this nonsense. Stop. We can't go for a minute. We cannot go for a minute, right? Okay. I don't know why we can't go for a minute. I've not got nothing in the head, but I couldn't let you go without me cutting in. So you can move on now. I'll let you. Um, I, I was only going to do my uh, usual um, appeal to people in this really, really strange times, uh, give an update on the wife. The good wife is making a really good progress with her recovery from uh, coronavirus, pneumonia and everything else that went along with it. Um, so I just still ask people to um, to obey the rules, do what you're meant to do. I, while we're on the show here, I've just had a text from a friend of mine and she's just tested um uh, uh, COVID positive. So, like you know, uh, a very careful person. Somebody's working from home, like me. I've been in this room for eleven years. Uh, eleven years it does feel like <laughs> eleven months. <laughs> um, but you know, you nip out to the shops, you nip and go see somebody, and and, and you never get it. Uh, you never know what you get. Listen, just obey the rules. Uh, look after the people you, uh, you care about, and 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 stay safe. Uh, only one last thing to say. Up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.